Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Lead Minister Colin Packer. This is the final message in our Anchored series. And I hope this series has been as much of a blessing to you as it has been to me. For me, I, I'm a, I love getting into Scripture and digging up new and deep truths that I've never seen before. The Holy Spirit is faithful to show me over and over again in Scripture that when I come to it anew with fresh eyes, that there's always new insights and new things that need to be applied to my life. But this series has reminded me and hopefully reminded all of us that sometimes what we need more than anything else is to be reminded of what we already know. And these five truths that we've shared over these last four weeks and now today probably aren't really insightful or new. Uh, They're not breaking ground. But what they're doing is they're reminding us about things that we know that we sometimes forget in the midst of seasons like we are in. And today's truth is no different. Anchor number five is this. God invites us to more. God invites us to more. So I'll start today with the invitation Jesus gives to every one of us about this invitation to more that I'll tell you more about. And then at the end of our service today, I'm excited to share with you more about how uh, we can engage in this invitation from God in these days ahead here at Greenville Oaks. Let's pray as we open God's word together this morning. Our God and our Father, we are grateful that you receive us just as we are this morning. And yet we know that even though you receive us where we're at, you don't want us to remain where we are. You are always moving us toward looking more like Jesus, toward the abundant life that Jesus offers us. And you celebrate transformation at every one of those points along the way. And so this morning, God, in the midst of where we are right now, so many different places for those of us who are in this church family, Uh, I know that you're calling each one of us in a particular way this morning. And I hope maybe this morning you'll speak in direct, clear ways to each and every one of us about what our invitation is to our next step. I pray this morning you would pour through me the gift of preaching so that Christ would be formed in our hearts. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Jesus' entire ministry was a series of invitations. Invitation after invitation after invitation. Jesus was constantly inviting people into the abundant life that he came to offer each one of us. Now some uh, chose to accept that invitation while Jesus was on planet earth. And others walked away from the invitation of Jesus. But the invitation of Jesus was always available to people no matter their station in life. Jesus invited fishermen. Jesus invited prostitutes, tax collectors, Pharisees, demon-possessed people, lepers, the poor and the wealthy, the unrighteous and the self-righteous. And what was the invitation that Jesus offered to each of these people? Well, turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, this morning to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. I'm going to read from there in just a moment. 
But these are the first words of Jesus I'm about to read. The first words in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus utters as Mark writes his Gospel. Listen to these words this morning. Mark 1, verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus' first words, his first invitation in the Gospel of Mark is an invitation to repent, to believe the good news. And what was the good news? The good news is what he just said. It's that the kingdom of God has come near. And because the kingdom has come near, that is our response. Heaven has come to earth. A new way has now opened that never was opened before. So what is the kingdom of God? What is this invitation to repent and believe and receive this invitation? Well, another place that Jesus makes this clear is in John 10, verse 10. Another way of saying, I think what he was saying in Mark 1. There, uh, John writes and records that Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, to have it abundantly. Jesus came to offer us the forgiveness of sins, to offer us reconciliation with God. Jesus came to offer an abundant life and a way to the Father. So how does one receive that kind of invitation? Well, in Mark 1, he says the first step is to repent. Mark 1, he says, repent and believe the good news about the kingdom. To receive the forgiveness of sins, all of us have to repent. Now, many in those days refused that step. What does it mean to repent? To repent is to be going in one direction, to turn around and realize that our lives were not set on the right course. You have to admit that the way you've been living your life isn't working. You have to confess that you make a mess of things when we do things our way, right? You have to turn from your old way of life to a new way of life. And there was a practice, a ritual in those days that we still practice in our own church family of baptism. Baptism was the entry into a new kind of life. It was to wash away all of that old life and the repentance of the way you're turning away from, and it's to take on an entirely new kind of life. Right before Mark 1, verses 14 and 15, Jesus actually models this practice himself. He's baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin John. And he enters into a new way of life, even though he's lived a sinless life before. This is the invitation. And throughout Jesus' ministry, he continues inviting people to do the very same thing. In fact, watch what he does in Mark chapter 1 as as we keep reading in verse 16. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. There it is, the invitation language. Come, follow me. That's the invitation. Do life like Jesus. Follow his lead. Accept his commands. Take up your cross just like Jesus. That was the invitation to them. But it's the same invitation that you have this morning as well. And yet we realize that as we read the scriptures, not everyone accepted the invitation of Jesus. The disciples accepted the invitation, though they struggled to keep that uh, reception uh, all the way through the ministry of Jesus. 
But there were others who decided not to follow Jesus. And Jesus gives human beings this kind of freedom. A freedom to choose for themselves. Jesus never coerces people or forces people to repent and believe the good news. It's an invitation. In Mark 10, there's actually another story where Jesus invites a a man to follow him along the way and to believe the good news. This man actually comes first to Jesus and he asks him a question. He says, Jesus, how can I inherit eternal life? Which is a question we'd all love to ask Jesus to get a clear answer for how we accept the invitation of God. And this guy is righteous. He knows the Ten Commandments. In fact, he says, I followed all of those since I was a boy. But what's important for us to understand this morning is following the law isn't the same thing as following Jesus. So Jesus says, okay, that's great you follow the law, but but he offers him another invitation. For this man, the abundant life is going to require something difficult. Repentance is going to cost him as it costs all of us. And this is what it says as the story continues on in Mark 10, verse 21. Jesus looked at him and, and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have, Give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looks at him and he loves him and he says, Look, if if you want to receive the kingdom of God, if you want to live into the abundant life, there's something that's standing in your way. You're going to have to sell all of that. And the man walks away sad. He doesn't accept the invitation of Jesus. And yet there are many who do receive the invitation of Jesus. And when we accept the invitation to receive uh, the life he has for us, the angels in heaven rejoice. God celebrates. Jesus walks with us into greater and greater freedom and abundance. There's more for each and every one of us. All of us have steps ahead. All of us have a life abundant that God wants to move us more into. The invitation doesn't end when we're baptized. It doesn't end when we accept it initially, this decision to follow Jesus. Jesus is constantly inviting us into more abundance, more freedom, more relationship, being filled with more of the Holy Spirit. In fact, right now in the middle of this pandemic, God's inviting you to more. He's inviting all of us to more. And that might sound burdensome. More? How can I take on more in the midst of all that I'm trying to juggle and carry right now? But here's the truth of the invitation of Jesus that we find out about in another part of the Gospels in Matthew chapter 11. This is such good news for for those of you who are saying, I can't do any more. I can't take on any more. This invitation of Jesus is going to have to wait until I can get my life on track. Listen to what the invitation truly is. Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus says these words, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now when you say yes to Jesus, when you accept the invitation that he offers, it doesn't always mean that life is going to get easier. But according to Jesus in Matthew 11, the load gets lighter. Jesus carries it with you. The Holy Spirit empowers you. 
And so I hope this morning you're listening, thinking, what, what might it be that God's inviting me into? What's the invitation that I need to continue in repentance to be able to pick up the life that Jesus offers? Because anchor number five is that God always invites us to more. And when we choose to say yes, God celebrates that transformation the Holy Spirit brings. Well, as we close this series this morning, I want to remind us of the five anchors we can count on in the midst of the challenges we are facing. Number one, God loves us. Number two, God is among us. Number three, God prepares us for the works he has for us to do. Number four, God is a selfless servant. And in this morning's anchor that we learned together, that God invites us to more. Now, all of those things are true right now. You can count on them in the midst of whatever challenges you are facing, whether that be COVID or whether that be all the other things that engage our lives at all times every day. But if these things are true, of who God is, and we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us, that means that we ought to be living these truths out as well. In February or March of this year, B.C., before COVID, we shared with you Greenville Oaks' updated mission, vision, and values. We talked about how our mission is that we exist to inspire people to follow Jesus because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We talked about our vision that we see Collin County transformed by mentoring thousands to trade the pursuit of artificial success for the abundant life in Jesus. And after sharing that mission and these values with you, we shared or, or these mission and vision with you. We, we talked about five values that we want to live into as a church family. And if you pay attention to the five anchors we've just talked about, they actually align pretty closely with the five values that we laid out in March. And so I want to remind you of those and then link those a little bit to the series we just had. Remember, if, if this is who God is, and that means we as his people are called to do the same thing, our first value, love first. Love first. In first week of the series, the anchor was God loves us. Our second value is that we combat isolation. And our second anchor in the series is that God is among us. And those questions that we have about if he's among us or not. Number three, our third value is that we equip families. And we talked about in, in week three of the series that God prepares us. God equips us for the work that he has for us. Our fourth value is that we demonstrate selflessness. And last week we talked about that, that God is the selfless servant who doesn't take up power for the agenda of the kingdom, but actually lays down his life. The servants are greatest among us. And then this week we talked about how our fifth value is that we celebrate transformation. And the truth, the anchor this morning was that God invites us to more. We're never to stay where we are. We're continually being transformed into the image of of Jesus. I, I hope you see how the very anchors that we're to root our lives in right now are the very values that we're to live out as the people of God. See, our community needs a group of Jesus followers who don't just follow him in name only, don't just proclaim truths about the doctrines we believe. They, they need to see this lived out in our lives. And they need a group of Jesus followers who will live them out among them as salt and light in the world. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are called to live these anchors to steady things in the midst of the cultural storms that are all around us.
Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Make sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.